0: myth magic medicine and everything in between two doctors talking hello again and welcome to myth magic medicine with me denise bilan here and today my guest is case troutman who is a family medicine doctor and comes from the philippines she's going to tell us all about herself and her journey here hi case thank you so much for joining us
1: hi denise thanks for having me over so I am case Fratman. I'm actually currently a family medicine physician, practicing obesity medicine full-time. Ooh. I came from Manila, Philippines. It's mm-hmm. a country in Southeast Asia. It's, I think, 7,100 islands is how we are taglined, typically lots of beaches and stuff. And I came here to the United States for my residency, 15, 18 years, 19 years. I've stopped counting. Counting, yeah. I, I don't remember. <laughs> how long? medical school in the philippines so we have a four-year college degree and a three-year medical school and a one-year internship
0: and so then follows, yeah. pretty much follows the american system mm-hmm. which is, okay so you you got through eight years
1: Yes. Schooling there. Did you practice at all in the Philippines before you came to the U.S.? I did for like maybe six to 12 months. I got to say when I graduated met my internship slash medical school in its entirety, I pretty much had my thoughts set in coming over to the United States. So I did some stints here and there while I was doing my step one. You get, get through all, this, all the hoops
0: you have to jump through.
1: Yeah. Yes where did you where did
0: you come to do uh the cs portion when you still had to physically fly into the u.s to take
1: that I, I did i went i did it in michigan if i remember correctly i have an uncle who lives in michigan i'm an aunt and uncle that lives in michigan and uh no wait i think i did it in chicago I, it's, I it's, it's chicago. In chicago yeah i remember i stayed in michigan because that's where my uncle lived and right. then i um went to chicago and did yeah it.
0: and they've yeah. they've currently I don't believe it's active I think they stopped it during the pandemic and there's no news that they are bringing it back as far as I know I, think no, I remember
1: very nerve-wracking you know like doing my my CS the first uh, I mean obviously I've been with patients in the Philippines but doing it in uh, and we actually speak English as a, a mode of um, the language of instruction in in, mm-hmm. in, our, in our school but doing it as in a different country and you know someone I don't know that was very challenging I remember that.
0: Yeah but and it's an exam situation it's quite different when you're right, when right. you're the yeah. doctor in the room and vice for the examinee in the room quite different.
1: Yes yes. So, so
0: what struck you for okay so you came over you took your exams you went back and waited for the results I assume um and how long was it before you found a residency
1: spot? What's interesting is I actually applied for this for the uh, match, right? And I actually mm-hmm. did not match. I actually did, and I'm trying to remember the name after the match. What is that? When when you have unfilled scramble, scramble. scramble. Yes, I did the scramble. Yeah, I did the scramble, and uh, uh, right at that time, I was staying with my friend in LA. And mm-hmm. she got matched to a a program in um, in Hershey, or Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I gotta say, I remember I, it was just crushing that you didn't get matched. And uh, I remember like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? So I kind of, I and my friend, her name's Margaret, in um, her current in that program. I think they had like two slots that were open. Mm -hmm. so i participated in the scramble i sent my uh, cv uh, along with other places Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, i got a phone interview after i sent my cv to that program where my friend is and that's actually where i got accepted good (laughs) yeah so very fortuitous for sure yeah so it was also meant
0: that you had a friend alongside you when you went through the agony of internship yes (laughs) again
1: had she had margaret Uh, trained in the Philippines also yes yep yep we actually were very good friends we actually did different medical schools but we were friends in college really good friends in college went our separate ways and then um, you know we were both in that phase of trying to apply to residents. so that's why we kind of stayed together you know for that time while we were waiting for our match and stuff because I remember like oh do we have a phone line do you have a fax machine i think that was fax machine back then or something like Mm -hmm. you had to have it handy so that if you need to like send your documents over so yeah yeah so
0: good and that's Um, how i I ended
1: up in pennsylvania uh
0: uh-huh so it was a three-year residency yes family medicine Mm -hmm.
1: did you practice
0: family medicine when you came out or yeah, oh, wow. I did.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I came on I came on with my residency as a J one visa. Mm-hmm. Which is very common in international international medical grads. So after my J one after my residency, I uh did my J one visa waiver and I actually did that in Rhode Island. Okay. I worked and when, at-
0: and uh, what, when did you develop an interest
1: in obesity? So yeah, that's a long story and I love that story actually. So so I did family medicine for so I did 3 years in Rhode Island. Came here cuz my my husband's family is from Pennsylvania. Um, oh, okay. We met while I was doing a residency in Pennsylvania. Where? Um so 3 and then oh my god, I got to remember. 3 there Four, so seven, ten. So 10 years as a family medicine physician, you know, treating mm-hmm. chronic diseases, right? And then um it was like five years ago, 2018, when I and it actually really started with my own personal journey, you know, mm-hmm. like, um wanting to lose weight myself and looking into all these like data and how what's the best way to lose weight. Had my own journey and from there really dove into the science of um, obesity medicine, which is and still is, you know, um, a relatively new field. Um, mm-hmm. Or I should say being recognized as a field because for the long for the longest time, we've thought of obesity as just all about willpower. But we right. know it's a disease, much like mm-hmm. any.
0: Other. So, can I ask you, though, did you find were you. Had you put on weight during internship? or through medical school
1: was it stress related for you all of the above <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny I uh, I remember being chubby as a child a lost weight before high school gained weight during college lost weight during and then then gain weight during medical school you know again nights mm-hmm. and shifts and then Lost weight after medical school, and then gave, I mean, it was like an up and down. Up and down, like many of us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So now, now you concentrate solely
0: on obesity
1: medicine. Yes, one hundred uh, percent full time obesity medicine, and I love it. I really do. You,
0: do you work in a clinic, or do you have your own practice?
1: I, I work in a clinic. I work for a health center.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. That sounds like pretty standard medicine. <laughs> But yeah. I would, I mean, it's a very similar story to to many people, including the Americans here. So what I would really like to explore with you is the differences you found in general life from the Philippines to the U.S., but specifically around the, the issue of health care and how people feel about health.
1: Sure. What do, you yeah. think,
0: what do you think is the biggest difference for you? Well,
1: the biggest difference I, I would say is in the Philippines, we don't really have insurances. As- or health insurance i should say so mm-hmm. when you're sick and you don't have money that's it you know there's uh-huh. insurance so so i guess everything is cash pay you know so to mm-hmm. speak um preventative care is not as common um i mean we would we do have it but it's kind of still cash pay it's not like mm-hmm. part of a okay you know part of your you pay a monthly bill insurance and you get free visits so so. it's
0: harder for people to prioritize that because it means taking the money out of something else yeah we're talking about you know the general obviously there are wealthy people in the philippines too but but the bulk of the population
1: and you know in in red so i did medical school three-year medical school and my intern in my internship i actually did it in the uh we premier um hospital in the Philippines called the Philippine General Hospital, mm-hmm. and that is where really people that have no um, finances, have have nothing, that's where everybody goes, mm-hmm. so it's interesting, and in there, that is where I saw um, patients that have, like, the biggest tumors, you know, patients that have the most advanced, unfortunately, advanced cancer, because they didn't have any money to get treatment wherever they were, and they would come to where, to where we, we train because it's free and you get all the best minds, you know, Mm -hmm. of the, of the country. Um, so for, you know, I grew up in Mm middle-class category. So I I would say growing up, I had, you know, my well-child shots, I had my dental appointment, but, um, there wasn't a lot of the, the, I don't know, like, uh, teaching about you know screenings and stuff like that, 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 that they, I they weren't teaching obesity medicine then. oh for sure not no <laughs> for sure no yeah
0: so what' was the big what was the biggest thing that struck you when you first came here?
1: Medical or non-medical
0: Oh well either by all means I mean, if you first got off the plane the very first time you visited the US apart from the fact it's large and loud,
1: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. I think I was just, uh, the roads were big. That's what I remembered, the highways. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was very, like, um, overwhelmed by that. I mean, and actually, I grew up in the city. So, you know, I'm used to tall buildings and concrete jungles, but not (laughs) the wide.
0: I first came to the U.S. when I was 19, um, which is why I can't interview myself, because I actually had experienced America for quite some time before I went to medical school. But um I came here at nineteen and driving back with the family I was with uh from the airport, I, I was just stunned by there were like eight lanes of traffic. It was it was just mind boggling. But
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So what 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 else struck you when you
1: first came? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm the food's a- different, sure. Yeah. Yeah, food. Um I remember seeing lots of cows so i grew so i came to pennsylvania right which is uh, oh yeah pennsylvania i should qual- qualify right right so you're, you're just, like-
0: yeah I, I had to look up lebanon when i was <laughs>
1: because i used to
0: live in latrobe which is outside pittsburgh so i i sort of know as i'm crossing the state but i'm not specific so you're not far from the, the
1: Amish area, Lancaster yep. area, that yeah, yep. and Lebanon is definitely surrounded by um, a lot of kind of, um, which will be a whole a whole nether discussion of
0: medical care because they have very, they don't do insurance either. They, right. I mean, they do, yep. but they self insure. <laughs> so, right, right, right. Yeah. So, so from a from a from the way your patients view their health, if you can remember back twenty years to when you were practicing in the Philippines, and some things will have changed. What do you think is the biggest difference between the attitude to healthcare between the two countries?
1: I mean, I guess the one thing that struck me, or as I remember it from before, is honestly the differential treatment we would get as doctors back home. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and maybe it's not, this is not answering your question about the care, but I just remembered, like, in the Philippines, what you say as a physician um people trust you and believe it and i'm sure that's the same way it is here but i think nowadays i i find that patients you know um tend to look at google and then look at what you said and right. they, to-
0: they look it up to see if you're going to be right
1: yeah right um, well now of course that that
0: 20 years ago here we didn't get quite as much and 40 that, years ago yeah. we had even less so you might find things are different when you go by the Philippines maybe, maybe
1: i haven't been home so i don't know that's
0: true that's yeah. true yeah do you think there's as much reliance on lab tests and
1: radiology studies and um not as much because again everything is cash pay back home so mm-hmm. a cat scan is going to cost somebody like a lot of a lot more money than it would probably be here mm-hmm. so i remember as a, a as a med student um really just seeing and maybe just my exposure is mostly just x-rays. I I remember some CAT scans, but I would say the more high tech, higher level imaging tests, mm-hmm. I definitely just saw it here in the U.S. You know, I've mm-hmm. heard about MRI and, you know, stuff like that when I was uh, in med school, but not as much. And again, yeah. maybe that that's how it is back home now. And it just wasn't. As- right. Right. But- yeah.
0: I think okay. there is there is more tendency to rely on. That. I think I think that things are advertised more to the public here than probably anywhere else in the world. So you do get more patients, I think, coming in with an with an idea of what they what they expect to happen anyway. No matter what the issue is, they want it fixed. Right. Um, I think there's right. less. Um,
1: and and I think that's you know, responsibility
0: again, for their own behaviors changing that what's happening, but that may be changing in the world.
1: <laughs> I and I think it's also the demographic, right? So like I said, when I was when I was working as a, in medical school because of my training, I'm I'm the exposure I had was really more to the underserved for, you know, I yeah. didn't really see patients that were in the higher demographic yeah. kind of where they probably would be, you know have similar kind of point of view yeah maybe so so again back then it was just like so oh i remember and again this is probably off topic i remember working in the we call them wards back then you know and when you're when you're in like um med school Mm -hmm. you know working you know long shift and we did the scut work all the time but as, as with any place right i remember this this dad, I was taking care of their their child among many children in the pediatric world. This dad gave me like a, uh, uh, a, a a small container of spaghetti. And I was so appreciative of it. You know, again, even though they don't have much, they would just right. literally give you what they have. You know, they probably saw this poor intern, this poor medical student yep. working so long and not have, haven't eaten so I sure I oh my god that was like how many years ago I still have that memory in my my mm-hmm. brain yeah.
0: yeah you do find that in some pockets of in the U.S. you'll find people bringing and I have uh friends who practiced you know 20 30 years ago in rural America and people would still try and pay them in chickens <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um, so if you were let's suppose we have a a, a well Suppose you were transported back to the Philippines. Do you think that you would be able to practice obesity medicine there? Permitted possibly with a different demographic.
1: Well, I well, I mean, obesity is not just in the U.S. So it's yeah. world, worldwide, right? So it's a, a, a epidemic of utmost, you know, crazy proportions. So, Certainly,
0: but do you think it's recognized as a separate? I, I, don't think as it,
1: a specialty. No. I don't think it is yet. As it is. I don't think obesity is recognized as a disease just yet in the Philippines. Um, I think it's still and again, I haven't been home in a while. But but surely oh. it's also a multifactorial
0: disease. So many diseases are. <laughs> what do you as an obesity medicine specialist bring to the table, do you think?
1: Oh, I mean, I think the best I, I would say the best thing I can bring to the table to my patients is hope. Okay. Yeah, hope that, you know, they're not, they're not alone. Number one, number two, it is treatable. It is mm-hmm. treatable. And uh, I would say what I can give them is is just really a path. You know, I think every, you know, we have the four pillars of obesity medicine, specifically nutrition, physical activity, behavior modification, and medication and and just thinking about just nutrition, it doesn't have to be one path. There's so many yeah. different ways of approaching nutrition, although we do have that underlying, I would say, the in in important delineation, which is it has to be low calorie, but it doesn't have to be a certain specific diet and stuff. So mm-hmm. and I would say the best thing about seeing an obesity medicine specialist is you can get that done in one visit. You know what I mean? You get Mm -hmm. those parameters discussed in one visit, as opposed to trying to uh, listen to one person, one physician or healthcare provider kind of, and then another healthcare provider said this, and how do you kind of merge those two, sometimes differing data. So you, you would be the final say, or I would be the final say, so to speak. Are you able to practice, um,
0: with fewer time boundaries most of most of the doctors i listen to these days i've been retired from medicine for a while but most complain about the seven minute visit and the how the amount of paperwork that you do get enough time to talk to your patients
1: so right now in my prac in my uh, practice and health system it, we do have a little bit longer um, appointment times than your regular primary care doctor so which is a good thing um and i don't think it's possible to do what we do in a seven minute appointment so we Mm -hmm. do have a longer time frame or a longer appointment slot for our patients good yeah even when they've seen you and they've got their basic treatment under follow-up
0: appointments also can take as much time as needed
1: yeah and because sometimes that's when the problem pops up (laughs) because it's a chronic disease right so relapses are very common and you know and stuff but yeah, yeah yeah so yeah i i think if i if i compare back home i'm trying to think i mean what i hear from my family is it's still relying on gimmicks and you know pretty much the thing the same thing that we're exposed to here for mm-hmm.
0: the, the magic pill mm-hmm. idea, of, yeah, for, yeah for all aspects of medicine right. just right. just fix it now boom with no yeah. effort yeah Hard. What do you most miss about the Philippines? I assume you can you can go home now and again, and there are there's quite a few places you can buy Filipino food, but probably not in Lebanon so much. Um, but, right, right.
1: Well, I'd say the food still, and the and the um, that's interesting coming from an obesity medicine doctor, right? The food, but it just kind of a moderation. Me. It doesn't have to. Of be that. Yes, of course. Uh, that is my. That is how what I preach to my patients and what I follow in my own life. Um I think is the the food evokes a lot of emotions and you know um attachments and memories. So I think it, it, it's it's that and obviously my family's back home. All of my family is still back home. Mm-hmm. Immediate family I should call your, your uncle and aunt is still in Michigan? Yep. And I have another aunt who lives in San Francisco. Um yes so but yeah my mom's back home my um my siblings are back home Do you have children do i have children mm-hmm. yeah i have two crazy teenagers oh fun <laughs> <laughs> have they been to the philippines yeah they have been uh they've been there twice um i remember when we first brought them there i think my kids were like five and six so it was a very long plane ride that that was a very successful plane ride because I remember so it's a almost uh overall I don't know 28 hour flight maybe you know Mm -hmm. I remember uh for our flight I was prepared I had like a toy every hour (laughs) to distract them but they did pretty good though at that age
0: Where do you, you you flew to California, and then from California direct, or do you have to stop?
1: Uh, So it was, I'm trying, I think it was New York, and it stopped at Japan, and Japan. Uh, Japan. Japan. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, quite a lot, when I was in residency training, there were quite a lot of uh, Americans who had gone to the Philippines to train. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, Mexico was the first major place that people went to, um, Guadalajara, um, and then the Caribbean and a lot of, a lot of Americans go to the Philippines to train or used to, I don't know. I probably, that's decreased in recent years. We've got more spaces in med schools. A lot of Filipinos coming
1: to America to train? Oh yeah. Well, well
0: that, I, there were several Filipinos in, in my training program in New York. Um, but no yes. Americans who had gone there and came back. There was, <laughs> we actually had a code once because we had a lot of Filipino nurses as well. We had yes. somebody ran a code and I, can't remember the name of your language other than it begins with a T, but they but they uh, ran the whole code in in your Filipino language
1: Tagalog because everybody except for me it's <laughs> that is funny. Yep, they were speaking in Tagalog, so Tagalog. So that's interesting, you know. So the Philippines is a country, and the um, the citizen is Filipino, and the language is um, Filipino as well, uh, but in the Philippines, there's a lot of like dialects, you mm-hmm. know, I, mean, I can't remember how many, but Tagalog is the more That's the one. commonly yeah. uh, used, which, and again, percentage-wise, I'm not sure how many used it, but some are more common Like I speak Tagalog. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, a lot of our nurses, particularly in the NICU, were Filipina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a heavily Catholic community too, at least the immigrants that I knew were.
1: Yep. Well, actually, um, I, I also grew up Catholic. Um, I think it's like ninety percent or something of the mm-hmm. Roman Catholic. Um, and and uh, you see a lot of memes about you know Filipino nurses and you know like uh, if Filipinos are, nurses go on strike, the, the hospital will not run or something to that effect. Because there's a lot of our, a lot our of NICU things. wouldn't have
0: <laughs> it would have yeah, been closed. Yeah. I mean there there were there were nights when it was only Filipinos. I swear in, in the group. A lot of nurses are there as many coming now, do you think?
1: That one I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. How about in Lebanon? Do you do you have a
0: large Filipino
1: community? So, so I'm actually not in Lebanon anymore. That's where I, train. oh, okay. Sorry, uh, yeah, Yep. Yeah, it's okay. So I live in a different area, still in Pennsylvania, but maybe like half an hour. Um, mm-hmm. Not a lot of Filipino. There are some there definitely are some. um, Maybe not as not as like New York or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was.
0: Yeah, there weren't very many American Americans, you know,
1: in (laughs) our community. Some
0: some of us were immigrant before we were doctors. But um, where are you originally from, Denise? I'm from Salisbury, England, England. Okay, And my husband is from the Dominican Republic. So. <laughs> Hence the Mejia, which confuses you. There's a lot right. of Filipinos also have Spanish last names. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So my maiden name is actually Fernando. So oh, okay. So Spanish. I remember um, in residency when they um, the patients um, would see my name, last name, yeah, I was, and you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I kind of look a little Hispanic, you know, way probably, yeah. totally, but um, so they always assume I speak um Spanish. Spanish, right? of course, yeah. No, poquito, Espanol. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, right. That's small, like, right? Poquito. Yeah, you're, you're correct. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I've spoken in so long. <laughs> yes.
0: So. What's the predominant community where you are now?
1: Uh, this is, I think, more um. Location white, this Mm -hmm. is where I am.
0: Is it a farming community or historically a farming community?
1: Not, no, no. I think we're surrounded by some, but suburban mostly. Okay. Do you have anything
0: else you would like to enlighten people with? Would you like to expand on the travel, the tourist advantages of going to the Philippines or anything else? Other than the
1: 24-hour flight is
0: required? Uh,
1: yeah, so I'm trying <laughs> to think. Um, I mean, so so I think the Philippines is well-known for beaches. Mm-hmm. A of things. Beaches, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the food, because there's a, a, a different, a fusion of different cultures in the food. And I think the people, you know, uh, mm-hmm. anybody that visits the Philippines always comes back with I think, true impression of how friendly people are, you know, even if people don't know how to speak English, they'll try their very best to kind of, you know, <laughs> talk to you in their, in, in you know, how you would, I would call it, we call it broken English if they can, not you know, but I, I'd say the Filipino people as a whole, they're we're very warm and open and we laugh a lot, you know, mm-hmm. so um, I think if anybody visits the Philippines, they would be, uh, they we we'll probably want to trip back and and it's funny i was at church today and i met a person and he said oh i just came back from the philippines and i i it was such an amazing time so you know it's <laughs> I, that's what always here and people come to the, the philippines so Good. hopefully somebody that's listening will get to visit it someday and yeah. uh, experience the beauty that our country has to offer
0: as as to so many countries it's nice to hear yeah you know, from everybody um one one of the earlier interviews I did for this series with somebody from India. It's yeah. it is um, what inspired me to to do this series with immigrant doctors honestly is just the anatomy and physiology is the same the world over, but our attitudes towards health and life in general, it, there's some cultural differences, and I think they're interesting to explore. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel do you feel more American now? Or do you still feel a, a sort of strong pull? 20 years is a long time.
1: Yeah, it, it is a long time. And I think um, my husband is also oh, okay. he's American. Yeah. Yeah, so he's American. So I think there was a lot of um, kind of blending into the community as opposed to standing out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and actually, lately in, in this point in my life, in my career, I'm actually trying to trend back to just uh how do i say it really wanting to be more filipino in a way if that makes mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to just blending in it's more like right you feel, feel out. you can be yourself now you've, yes. you've established what, yourself it's not like in the- i wasn't you myself but it was yes. more like it was too right. busy working and you know just making life work so to speak and mm-hmm. now like you know i'm in this point where it's uh accept you know this is part of me my heritage mm-hmm. culture. and uh uh do
0: you think either of your boys or girls <laughs> i have one of each oh how nice do you think either your son or your daughter will go to the philippines to study at some point or i don't know my daughter
1: here? i joke because my daughter she's into theater she's she's a singer actress it, it, at school i mean you know um, yeah, yeah so i always tell her like aspiring okay. Inspire <laughs> you right 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 i said well just you know you can go to the philippines and then you know you can be an actress there <laughs> i joke so i don't know if she might um uh i'm for sure they'll visit because they they mm-hmm. talked to me about coming uh there for a while now um i don't know about staying though I'm not sure
0: is that much um inter- can you go and take a, a like a semester abroad can you take a year abroad can you go to a philippine university and transfer back
1: Pretty sure you can because I remember in medical school we had a couple of um classmates mm-hmm. that actually grew up in the states and did their their medical school in the Philippines yeah yeah so I, my kids yeah. don't want to be doctors they already told me that
0: <laughs> I'm a physician obviously my husband is an engineer all three of my sons said, not going to do medicine not going to do engineering We've got one computer engineer and one physician. <laughs> one kid managed to stay out of it. He's a city planner. <laughs> so, it's
1: but my, so there's still hope, is what you're this, saying.
0: Well, yeah, I, it's not. It's not this hope. At some point, they'll realize that they don't have to fight it. It really is their decision what they do, and <laughs> so they don't feel the the need to tell you to, to back off. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. not. I I told them if that yeah you know, whatever they wanted to do had to be something they really wanted to do, not right.
1: And I don't force my kids to, we just like, I just joke, joke around like, okay, you know, this is gonna, you know, you're gonna be right. They have their own path to walk. I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Theater is hard.
1: <laughs> there's
0: no, there's no set plan. <laughs> so much of it relies on luck and being in the right place and the right opportunities that pop up.
1: And it's totally different from what I grew up in. You know, I grew up like science, you know, study hard. Mm-hmm. You know, theater is a uh, art you know, right. It's that what, right side of the brain, and it's I'm great. It's
0: great. A- I mean, th- there's a lot of creativity in medicine <laughs> yeah. too that tends to be ignored. But um yeah. you, you, you've at least got set goals that you have to hit at certain periods. Okay. <laughs> you can mark your path a little more easily that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, there's like um guideposts. So yeah, so yeah. yeah, benchmarks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes it makes it easier.
0: It was really nice getting to know you a little bit. Thank you so much.
1: You too. I love talking about my country and, you know, (laughs) obesity medicine is my, again, my my love and fashion. So thanks for letting me uh, visit and talk to you about all of that.
0: Yeah. And you're not very far from me. I'm in Delaware. So maybe I'll swing by sometime. Okay. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Bye case. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at myth magic medicine. If you have found this episode useful, you can apply for free CME credit through the link provided in the transcript. If you're not a medical professional, please remember while we're physicians, we're not your physicians. So please consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you have heard might apply to you or a loved one. Until next time, bye-bye.